Oh, hello everybody, this is Katerina from Productize from Lisbon. Today we are having our first online session of Girls Who Product. And for those who don't know, Girls Who Product is a series of interviews with the women who beat the product ceiling. So basically the women who work with product, who lead the product, who are either product managers or project managers. Uh, or who want to become product managers. This project is supported by Productized and Zalando. And our main goal is to inspire ladies all over the world to get into the product profession. And today here with us, I'm joined by Hélène Louvert, if I'm pronouncing it right. Hello, Hélène. Hi, nice to be here. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm uh, very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Elaine. For those who don't know, Elaine is a senior product manager at Zalando. And uh, today, me and Elaine, we're going to discuss a lot of questions about product manager role and how we can help other women to get into the profession, where to start, where to take courses, what kind of software to use. And in general, we're going to discuss what are the techniques of not being afraid and uh, Elaine has a lot of experience. She has been already with Zalando, if I'm not mistaken, five years, right? Yes, so she's going to share with us her advice. Um, if you have any further questions, please feel free to contact Elaine. I will later on leave her contact details, so feel free to connect. So Elaine, as I've mentioned, you've been into product management for quite a while. Can you please tell us how did you get into the profession and what made you switch from journalism, which is your main background, into product management? So I'm going to try to be short on that one. Uh, so yeah, I did study journalism and uh, I I had a, actually the great chance to, to work already when I was doing my master. So I was working as a journalist for television part-time with my, my master and uh, well I got to work for two years basically right and um, well actually I liked it a lot I liked the, what I learned uh, and it was a great experience but I was also feeling that I was missing on something and I think what I was missing on was that I had this feeling that I was observing people and seeing well I was witnessing a lot of what people were doing but I was not doing something myself and uh at one point, it was frustrating to me, and pretty much I got an opportunity at that point um, to start as a product manager, and I was pretty much luck. So I was basically contacted one day by a, a company, who, which was a big company, hiring a lot of people, and they were looking for people with um, well a good education, not necessarily a lot of background uh, in product management. And it was completely new. It was another city, and I just thought, okay, well, let's just let's just trade because it sounds like it's actually answering my main problem right now, and that could be really interesting because it was about building things. So, yeah, this is how I got into product management. So basically, you were looking uh, for new challenges. That's right. Yeah. So I wasn't sure, like, to be fair, I never thought I want to be a product manager, right? I was more, um, it's just that at one point I was questioning, okay, what do I want to do? So what's for sure is I like to listen to people, I like to make interviews, but I also like to have the feeling that I am more doing things. So I, there was a very organic aspect to that. And then, um, and maybe more long term as well. And when I was contacted, like the role of product was not very well defined, honestly. So it was a very broad definition. Uh, so it was told to me that I would need to talk 
work with delivery teams and talk to a marketing department and I would need to some extent to meet of course customers who at that point were um, other businesses and uh, to me it sounded like a great opportunity to learn something. It sounded a bit like I would need to learn another language because at that point I was told, okay, you will need to learn to, to communicate a lot basically with and, and differently depending on whether you're talking to a technical person or a more sales-oriented person or just a user of your software. And and at that point I had absolutely no background. And the only thing I thought was, yeah, okay, sounds great. Uh, I want to learn that and just went for it. Yeah, coming back to challenges, actually, when I look up for people who work in product management, a lot of them say that managing your product is about looking for something that is really challenging, that is something unknown. But you know, there are so many unknown things out there. How do you choose for yourself the right challenge? Uh, so in general, in my life, like uh, indeed, I think if I am excited by something and even if I'm a bit scared I'm trying to find out okay why am I scared like is it because it's unknown but okay let's say I start to learn about it like what is the risk what am I what could be the worst thing happening right for example so um, for example that decision was actually not taken like right away I had to think of it but Basically, I was thinking, okay, so I'm not completely satisfied with, I mean, I love what I learned, but I don't think I found the right wall. So I need to find something else. And then when I, I considered a lot of paths and when I got that proposal for a product management position, I was, yeah, actually, I was scared because I didn't know about the topic. I didn't know about product management. I had no idea, no idea basically, right? So I was able to, to rationalize. I was able to think. I was able to do stuff and make projects, but I wasn't, didn't know any methodologies. But what I thought was basically, well, what, what's the worst that can happen, basically? Um, I'm just going to learn. So it just, I will learn a lot. So whatever happens, right? So either, okay, I like it, and then I will learn even more, or maybe, okay, I will learn that actually it's not really my thing. And it's 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 a perfect occasion. So um, what I try to do personally is always say, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What could happen? Like, let's say, okay, everything happens and nothing happens that I wanted it to do. What would be the worst case? And that helps me sometimes to really take the decision and de-dramatize, right? And just think, okay, so it's not such, it's not that terrible, right? I will still gain something out of it. So on a general level, uh, when you need the decision in your life, this is how I think about things. When you try to explore whether you need to go for a product or something new, that's, there, are, there are also methodologies for that, but that's pretty much the way I go for it. What is the worst case? And is it that, that big of a deal? So do you think that product management is something that you can do for a lifetime? Do you imagine yourself being a product manager, let's say in 10 or 15 years? Uh, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, even in 20 years, like 30 years, like who knows? In the end, what I think is that it's about it's about solving actually issues, right? It's really about product as a functionality. It can be a very concrete product. It can be a software, but in the end, it's going to be a service. Uh, you're trying to solve something, right? And I think we, you're never out of things you want to solve, right? Uh, in in the world or in, in 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 business. So it's always about finding the right problem. And the problem that's really interesting and the problem that you really want to find an answer to. And there are a lot, actually, of really interesting problems. Like, they're super challenging. 
but they are also, I would say, if this is a good problem, an interesting problem, then you will always try to find something new. You will always try to develop something new. You will try to understand it from another angle. You will try to, you will always try some new stuff. Well, you can take a lifetime to do that, right? There's always something better. There's always something that you can improve. There are always new things. So definitely, that can be a role for a lifetime. So what would you recommend for somebody who wants to dive into the products? Where's the starting point? So it depends a bit on the type of products and whether, um, but I would say, of course, so no, you don't need to have like software development knowledge. It doesn't mean that you, I mean, I think you need to learn, right? It's, it's always helpful to start learning. Um, so for example, uh, what I did at one point very early is um, start learning very basic knowledge of Python, for example. So Python, what? I didn't really have scripts I wanted to run particularly, but it was more about, okay, so I was looking for a pretty simple language and just trying to say, okay, so I'm working with delivery team, so obviously I need to have a bit of an idea even if I'm not a developer, but okay, of how you build a language, how there are some principles. And then I got into, to I read, but not that many books, but uh, I read one book basically about agile setups, just to be familiar with wordings, because most of the time it's, uh, we use a lot of agile wording methodologies in product management. So that helped me. Um, but I think the, the, what helped me most, and I think what can help one most, is if you have the possibility to be in product, is just to ask, well, always look for the problem, basically. First, what is the problem? Did you understand the problem? What is the, what actually, mostly you have a customer, so what do you, are you trying to solve? What is the, the issue your customer have? And you can start with that. You don't need to have like software development background for that. Of course, it will help you once you think about the solution, but first, just observe. What's happening? What's the problems? What are the numbers showing you that there's a problem? What do you think about? And this is something you can build. Like it's a, you need to think, right? It's an exercise in thinking, but not requiring like software development skills really. And then I think it, what helps is actually to ask a lot of questions, asking all the time, like asking around, asking people you work with, asking how they deal with their work. Like uh, there's one thing with product management, there is no real well, it starts, but there there is no real studies for product management. Like until very recently, there was nothing about be, being I don't know having a master in product management or really studying really particularly with that angle. Mostly, what helps is ask others, like ask a lot of uh, fellow product managers how they how they work, what they apply, how they solve issues. Um, ask the delivery teams. How do they see? How do they see the products they they want to build? Like, well, how do, what do they understand from the problems? Ask ask uh, your stakeholders just to have an idea of okay, so what are we trying to solve? That's actually in the end, it's always the question. So I would say look for the problem, ask a lot of questions. Well, in the beginning, when you enter into a new team, and let's say it's your first product job, uh, you have never used the tools, you don't know what is the product yet. Uh, Obviously, you would need a lot of mentorship and support. How do you build trust with the team around you and how do you ask for this support? Yeah, a uh, good question. So, well, again, part of what I mentioned applies. So I think um, from what I could observe, what works well, uh, so when, what I could observe from me or from, from colleagues is really to be actually upfront. So when you don't know something, like just say it. 
you obviously have a role and you have uh, to some extent an idea of your role, right? But I mean, the question is try to avoid any kind of supposition. So if you don't know, just say it and just ask, like just try to find it out for yourself. Um, and what I observed is that mostly it's welcomed when you, you know, you talk to someone and you, you want to understand and you say, okay, well, I'm sorry, I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm not sure I have I'm sure I understand, or I don't know, I'm not sure I have that knowledge particularly about that thing. Uh, mostly when you're very blunt and very upfront and say, okay, this is where I would like to learn and please tell me what you understand from there. Uh, it's it's actually welcomed by, by the people you're talking to because they see that you're not pretending, you're trying to understand. And I think it's, uh, I didn't dare do that very much at the beginning uh, in my, my new jobs, but uh, my new job when I started. But that was really helpful and it was people just saw that I wanted to learn and I wanted to understand and that that created a very good relationship because they saw I was just ready to understand also how they worked and how we could work together and I that was a very I think that's a very constructive approach let's say and it helps it shows to your uh, the people you're talking to that you value their opinion and you're also trying to learn from them and you're trying to build for you your own knowledge. So I would say there's no need to be shy here when you don't know something and it's it's not it's it's okay to say that you don't know. And yeah, the second thing is that always ask a lot of questions basically. So uh, of course, <laughs> like um. Yeah, the beginning is the time for it's the time for questions. Basically, you ask as much as you can, and maybe if you think something is a bit stupid uh, or naive, no, it's not. You're just learning. You're just trying to to understand. And um, what I could observe is that this is something that helped me very much because this is something I had from journalism. So when I started in that field, it was completely new for me. What helped me most is that I kept asking questions. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's great. Elaine, coming back to our main topic, our main objective about women in product management, what do you think are the key opportunities nowadays for women in product management? Um, so I think there are opportunities everywhere for women product management. So um, I think this is a field where there's a lot to be done and um, I mean, there is no, I think the, the job is definitely not linked to any gender in the sense that everybody can do it. Like it's definitely not linked to, uh, to who you are. It's linked to what you can do. It's linked to your capacity to think about things. It's linked to your capacity to look for problems, trying to find solutions. And I think now is a great time. It's a great time to, to, to be in there, to, to start as a product, product manager, to, to work on a tons of different products. My favorite products right now, for example, uh, or what I'm very interested in is um, products linked to, to machine learning, for example, which build a lot on algorithms. For example, that's a great field. That's extremely interesting. And that's, yeah, a really cool job. Why is it so fascinating for you? What is the most, what drives your passion? What is your fuel? So in general, uh, I think it's really the fact that I'm, it's my job to find the problem and it's my job to try to find solutions. And mostly I'm not alone, right? Of course. I mean, I work with the whole team. We work with stakeholders. Like you're never alone. Like, but the, it's really like, okay, so what is the problem? How do I solve it? How could I solve it? What didn't work? Like what works, etc. 
specifically thinking about uh, machine learning products, for example, um, so recommending uh, different types of features, uh, I think is the the fact that there's a, an additional component to your work. There's the, the product development is very different because mostly you work with uh, data scientists. Uh, you work so with highly educated people who build algorithms, who have an idea, who can employ, uh, use mathematics uh, in a productive way. And I think what's interesting to me is that it brings an additional layer to the already very rich job of product management, which is, okay, so it starts first, machine learning starts first with data. So where do we find data? What is the right type of data? And how do we assess which one is the best one? And okay, what do we hope from there? And I think that whole thought process about, okay, so if we want, if we believe we have a problem that can be solved with that, I think it's fascinating. Like thinking about the data, making sure that it, you will indeed buy something that solves your problem. Um, so I think it adds you a layer of complexity, but also of, I think there's a richer thought process here, which I like a lot. A lot of women who want to enter into the profession and who have enough of motivation, they think that they lack uh, some technical skills. So how do you build up this confidence in your own self? Well, when I have a look at the beginning, this is also the reason why I had a doubt, right? When I got to enter my first job as product manager, I was wondering whether I would be able to catch up. It's always helpful to understand like uh, how programming works. It's helpful to understand software development cycles, of course. But I found out that it was not a blocker. Uh, so what I see is it's really not a blocker because your job is primarily what is the customer problem. So you might need you need to have analytical skills you need to be able to think you need to be able to be to some extent very rational and at the same time very empathetic about customer needs i don't think you are blocked i don't think a product manager is blocked by the technical aspect of things of course you can build knowledge over years right to keep a, keep in touch with trends like of course understand okay what could be interesting in the future for further products but that's definitely not a blocker and I would say as long as you have a good, analytic, good analytical skills, the really ability to find problems and, uh, and as long as you are ready, also sometimes that you won't solve the problems right away, sometimes it might be very iterative, but you always learn, then this is what you need. And the technical part should not play a role in if someone is really willing to, um, to start in the, top, in, the, in the field, definitely not. Absolutely. You also mentioned that, that you have to listen. You have to, first of all, ask a lot of questions, obviously. You have to be curious all the time. But you also have to listen to what people tell you, what kind of feedback they give to you, right? How important is feedback for you, especially from your customers, from people who use your product? That's basically, I would say that's almost the, that's all blood. So that's what makes the product leap. Because basically, if you have no customers, you don't have a product, right? So it's here for them. So this is what I like. And what I do is that uh, I can I have the possibility to work a lot with design thinking. And uh, I think in, uh, this is something we do a lot uh, here uh, in the company. So that's that's really great because you really start with customer issues, customer problems, uh, problem statements. You have a look at what is the issue before trying to push a solution, which is really nice. Yes, it's definitely it's important. If I don't talk to customers, if I don't do enough user tests, if I don't have a look at what they tell me in the surveys I send, then 
yeah, um, I assume that my product is going to be like the next best thing and actually nobody will use it because, of course, uh, I didn't really understand what actually the customers had for a problem. That's the basis. Like even before you have any type of solution in mind, you need to understand what's happening. You need to understand to some extent your customers. You need to know how how they work, how they think. Or and, and you, you need to ask if you don't know. Yeah. Otherwise you just build something that has no uh, no purpose. That's the first thing, basically, talking to customers. And I think that uh, my question would be a good follow up on this is why building a good product matters to you personally? There's the challenge aspect of that, right? So for this, uh, I think it's because if I have identified the right problem, well, then it means that I can start thinking about how to solve it. And who doesn't want to solve problems? <laughs> I really want to make sure that like, if I know what's creating a pain, then I can also try thinking, okay, so how do I reduce that? How do I help? What do I do there? Like, and and the, the challenge aspect of it, and just feeling that, well, if I've done my job correctly, and if I keep doing it correctly, then I'm going to, like help gradually customers like overcome some uh, or the, the, the end users overcome some some hassles and actually have a better experience than before. And yeah, who doesn't want that? Ellen, and uh, how do you manage personal and professional life? Because leading a product is a lot of responsibilities. It means that you have to run from one meeting to another, then you have to spend extra hours, you know, preparing analytics and preparing it for the next meeting. How do you find the balance for your own self between your free time and your job? I guess I'm, I guess I'm lucky because I, I, I have this balance. I think uh, actually to some extent, uh, uh, my job contributing to me organizing my private life some a bit better. Um, so I, I think it's really a question of setting up the right priorities, I would say. So what I've observed is that, um, well, sometimes, for example, you need to let go of some tasks that can be done by others, for example, right? So you don't need to do everything. Sometimes there are good ways to just, like, you know, like delegate work. And that's, um, I guess that's part of the role as well sometimes. Like, for example, you know someone who, you know more of an expert in a topic related to your product it might make sense to ask him to provide you with insights and uh, and and not try you trying to generate those when you know that actually that person is better. Um, the second thing is um, what I've been doing is really trying to say, okay, what is the most important basically and where do I delegate and where do I make sure that I mean, what I've come to realize is basically like you—you never—you're um, never the only person who does all the work. So the, the the good question is always, okay, how do I collaborate with others to make sure that okay, we achieve our goals, we do our work, and the the work is balanced. So so far, I think with experience, I've been feeling pretty comfortable actually in this whole life, uh, private life, work balance. So would you call yourself a product manager? outside of your office are you a product manager in your real life 
to some extent, I would call myself anyway a questioner. <laughs> so always asking questions and I would call myself curious all the time. And I found out that it's one of my main characteristics, both in my private and my professional life. So probably I'm more of a questioner, but I think it applies nicely. Thank you, Ellen. And I just have another question to finish it off. At the end of each interview, we ask our interviewers to give a small advice to ladies who want to get into product management, something inspirational and what can drive us forward. Well, I would say, uh, well, to all the ladies who want to do product management, that's a good choice. That's a great job. Second thing I would say that there are lots of, uh, it's super various. Like you can, there are a lot of different products. So it's very much about you to decide which type of your product you want to deal with. It's, it's completely possible for women to be product managers. I know a lot of great ones. Um, I would advise actually to reach out. I mean, I, I can advise to reach out to me. Or I also know a lot of really great people. Uh, so I would say there's definitely something to be built. Um, guidance can be given by others. And I think what I observe in the product management community uh, is um, that I think there's a lot of solidarity, actually. And there's a lot of willingness to exchange a lot, actually, right? And the willingness to understand, okay, how do others deal with their products? So uh, it also applies to making sure that people who want to enter the field also get a bit of advice or guidance and um, are able to discuss. So I would say don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, Elaine. It was a really interesting interview. It was really nice talking to you and uh... The most thing that I enjoy from this interview is, is actually hearing that product management is all about believing in your own self. Thank you so much for inspiration. And can you please tell us how we can connect with you? If people have some questions, if they want just to reach you out, give feedback, how can we find you out online maybe or on Zalanta's website? Um, yeah, so uh, well, sure, I think people can contact me with my Salando address. Otherwise, I'm always, uh, LinkedIn is a really good way. Uh, I'm pretty minimalistic out there. So LinkedIn is really nice and I'm happy to, to reach out and discuss and help. Okay, super. So we're going to be waiting for your questions, guys. Um, again, I'm going to put the link of Ellen's profile below this interview and feel free to connect with her you know just uh, drop a message say hello thank you Len again and uh, we keep in touch and I hope to see you at Productize Conference 2018 in Lisbon this November thank you so much again and have a good day